Welcome to Soul Care Astrology, the podcast that helps you turn to the moon, stars, and Mother Nature for guidance in planning your days and finding your way home to yourself. I'm your host, Sarah McCormick, the astrologer behind Bella de Luna Astrology and the creator of the Soul Care Planner. So we've been in the watery, emotional, sensitive realm of cancer season, and now we are moving into the very fiery Leo season. This year, Leo season begins on July 22nd and runs through August 23rd. And Leo is the bold leader of the zodiac. Leo likes to bask in the spotlight and can really be a great inspiration as well as the life of the party. So during Leo season, we tend to turn towards themes of creativity, playfulness, and pride. And I really love the symbol for Leo, the lion, because it's really the perfect archetype for this sign. Because you think of proud, regal, warm, powerful, charismatic, even playful. You know, even lions love to play. And lions are creatures we are fascinated with from the moment we see them. And Leo is the same. Leo has a um, magnetism we're drawn to. It's like a moth to a flame. And during Leo season, we all get a little bit of that, which is kind of nice. And for us in the Northern Hemisphere, Leo season occurs during the peak of summer, at least where I am in North Carolina. It's when the sun is at its strongest and brightest, and the sun is the ruler of the sign Leo. Also, I like to think about uh, cats, you know, Leo the lion, cats, and how they will seek out those spots of sunlight to rest in. Um, so that's kind of what I think about during Leo season. We tend to maybe not be as active as we were during the rest of the summer because the heat has tapped a little bit of our energy and now we are finding spots to rest in and perhaps it is in a spot of sunlight. Leo also rules the spine and the heart. And so connecting with your heart space during Leo season is important. And that can be connecting both physically and moving your body and, you know, physically working your heart, but also emotionally. And that could be in terms of your spine. It's, you know, how are you holding yourself? How is your spine supporting you? How are you being supported? The heart how does your heart space feel? Is your heart space open? Are you sharing what's on your heart with others? And now I want to get into some specific dates for this upcoming Leo season. And just a heads up, this Leo season is probably going to be intense. Uh, there's going to be, I mean, Leo season always has 
fire in it, right? Because Leo itself is a fire sign. The sun is in Leo. The sun, which is already fiery, is in a fire sign. But this Leo season has a lot of help from Mars and Uranus to make things even hotter. And this could be good, but this also could indicate tensions and frustrations and eruptions. And so you'll just want to be mindful of that and be mindful of situations where you need to keep a cooler head. So we will begin by looking at the new moon in Leo, which will be on July 28th. So this new moon in Leo is a little bit like a double-edged sword. So on one hand, a new moon in Leo can really help us tap into our courage, our leadership, our creativity, our, you know, like bravery to just do what we've been putting off, to make a change that we've been wanting to make. We can have the confidence to shine our light and put ourselves out there. It can really help us step outside of our comfort zone. But this new moon in particular has a Mercury square Uranus transit. And this transit, while it can bring excitement um, and change that we really find interesting and we're curious about and we're like, oh, let's do this. Let's, let's try this out and see how this fits. This also can mean we interpret this energy as nervousness, as anxiety, um, as, as fear, as uncertainty, as feeling unsafe. And so that's why I'm saying it's a double-edged sword. You'll want to just connect with your body. Notice how you're feeling. Notice if you're feeling excited and curious and playful and, you know, kind of going... I think I might like to make a change or if you are tense and like, oh no, oh no, oh no, and very fearful. If you are finding yourself tending towards that anxious side of things during this new moon, grounding will help. So getting outside, just putting your feet on the earth, doing breathing exercises, however you like to ground, you can, you know, hold gemstones, work with gemstones. Whatever helps you connect to your physical body and get out of your head, get kind of away from uh, your mind, your brain, interpreting this energy as nervousness, as anxiety, can be helpful for you. We also, the same day as this new moon, we will have moon will be training Jupiter, which does increase our confidence and help us share our feelings with others, share our ideas, kind of um, want to connect emotionally with others, have that really expansive, connected feeling. But again, double-edged sword, Jupiter stations retrograde the same day. And with Jupiter retrograde, we are really going to be reviewing what we believe in and what we have faith in. And so the day Jupiter stations retrograde, 
um, we tend to have more of a boost of whatever that theme is. And so we could be finding a little bit of Jupiter mischievous or playfulness where we tend to respond to things a little bit exaggerated, a little bit over the top. That's also a little bit of Leo. And of course, uh, this Jupiter retrograde is going to be reactivating, unfortunately, the Saturn-Uranus square that occurred three times last year. It's going to pass over that spot. And so you can expect when that happens, we might feel frustrated. We might feel like things we want to change are really hard to change or that things we don't want to change are changing and it feels like we're on quicksand or like, you know, the floor is falling out from under our feet and that can be uncomfortable. And so Jupiter retrograde will be reactivating the Saturn Uranus square on July 21st, which is actually before this new moon, September 21st and March 21st. You'll want to be very mindful of your energy at the end of July, beginning of August. And the reason for that is on August 1st, Mars is going to meet up. It's going to conjunct Uranus. And this transit can be explosive. It can be fiery. Um, it can be rebellious. We can have more sparks of anger and rage and frustration. People are more stubborn. We are more stubborn uh, with Mars conjunct Uranus. Um, but we also have this sense of wanting to break free, of wanting to take a risk, of wanting to take action to make the change right now. When Uranus and Mars get together, when there's a conjunction, there can be disruptions, there can be unexpected changes or surprises because, you know, Uranus is the planet of change. It's unpredictable. And Mars is all about passion and willpower and energy and anger and aggression. And so when these two get together, we can find that already intense situations just intensify. Things can become volatile and even violent. We tend to see unexpected news, surprising news. There could be disruptions, uh, power outages, shortages of things, even like um, protest, um, like civil uprest, like sharing, being more vocal, being more active, being more um, like putting more energy into showing your your anger your righteous anger your your fury and in terms of trying to get things to change to get things to be different one last note about the mars conjunct uranus is even though you'll perhaps feel like making a decision and it could be a decision where you're like very abruptly, very quickly deciding on the answer. 
because it's Uranus, because Uranus is so unpredictable, you may want to hold off as best you can on making that decision because you could end up changing your minds later. On August 4th, Mercury will enter Virgo. So Mercury is how we think and communicate. It's how we process decisions or process information. It's also um, how communication travels. So internet, airwaves, technology, and also travel. And so Virgo is all about practical reasoning and wants, you know, hard numbers, facts and figures, wants things in order. So when Mercury is in Virgo, we tend to make decisions through analytical reasoning, through step-by-step logic. We feel like we need to have all the data before we make a decision with Mercury in Virgo. And this could lead to analysis paralysis where we're like, I don't know which decision to make. And we could be a little even obsessive about um, things like our to-do list, of having things organized, of having things in their place, that's air quotes there. And so we'll just need to be mindful of perfectionism sneaking up on you when Mercury is in Virgo. On August 11th, we have a full moon in Aquarius. And unfortunately, (laughs) this full moon um, is kind of echoing some of the tense, perhaps anxious transits we've already had so far during Leo season. So generally a full moon in Aquarius, we're talking about themes of working together, coming together, um, like really combining forces for the greater good, for a common goal. It's Aquarius, so it's all about technology and, you know, getting things done, like working smarter, not harder, um, how you can use technology for the betterment of your life or someone else's life. But we also have a T-square with this full moon, um, and Uranus and Mars are both involved, two planets I have already been talking about. And so this full moon, we're still going to be, it's kind of like on August 1st when we have Mars conjunct Uranus, there's going to be kind of ripples of that going on for a couple of weeks after that is exact. And, you know, a couple of weeks before August 1st, we've been feeling that, which is why I said, you know, end of July, beginning of August, you'll kind of want to watch, watch, watch your mood, make sure you're not kind of falling into that, that trap of, um, reacting impulsively. If you can, if you can help it, if you can be aware of it. So we're still going to be having the ripple effect of that Mars Uranus conjunction on the full moon and Aquarius on August 11th. And so there will be a T-square with that full moon with Uranus and Mars. And so this kind of makes the full moon volatile. It can really have us feeling collectively just really stuck in our ways, very inflexible, very like, you're not going to change my mind, like very, you know, arms crossed, kind of like, like, 
you know, you're wrong, I'm right, very stubborn, set, fixed energy. And this full moon does include the sun square Uranus, which again, we're talking about rebellious, we're talking about needing things to change, um, wanting things to change very rapidly, very quickly, very, you know, unexpected changes, surprising changes, even frustrations, because we want things to change faster than they can change. And we're like, why haven't things changed yet? But there are some good things about this full moon. Um, the moon itself is conjunct Saturn, which is going to help ground us. It's going to help have the earth feel a little bit more solid under our feet, have us feel like maybe we, we can pause and take a break despite the potential chaos happening around us. We can connect and ground to our bodies. There's also Mars will be sextiling Neptune, which will give us confidence and it will give us confidence to take action that is I don't want to say beneficial, but uh, taking action that is aligned, aligned with our, our goals, our ideals. But again, um, like almost all of this astrology, the major astrology of this Leo season, this full moon will be triggering the Saturn-Uranus square that was exact three times last year just because the moon is going to be conjunct Saturn. So again, there's that underlying current of frustration, of wanting things to change, feeling like, you know, you're kind of trying to push a boulder up a mountain and it feels like nothing's really moving, even though you're putting a lot of effort into it. You can also have this undercurrent of things being frustrating in the sense of feeling restricted a feeling like you are being boxed in, kind of corralled, locked in. You don't have the you don't have freedom. The same day as the full moon, so August 11th, Venus is going to move into Leo, which I don't know how much we will be feeling this on the day of the full moon, but it will be there for a few weeks, which will be nice because Venus in Leo really allows us to connect to our heart space. Remember when at the very top of this episode, when I was talking about Leo season and how Leo rules the heart and the heart space. So Venus and Leo really allows us to connect to our heart space, connect to what we value, what's important to us from our heart space, what's like really core important to our sense of love and compassion and empathy. And this also can boost our sense of romance and passion and creativity if we're willing to tap into that. And finally, on August 20th, Mars is going to enter Gemini. And this is a little interesting um, because Mars retrograde is coming up at the end of October. And because of that retrograde, Mars is actually going to be in Gemini for seven months. Normally, Mars is at a sign for about two months. But because of that retrograde, Mars will be in Gemini until March 2023. So this is a long time to have Mars in Gemini. Mars in Gemini 
helps us be a little bit more social, kind of social butterfly, really wanting to learn new things. We're more willing to kind of speak up and share our voice and share what's on our mind. We really crave variety to keep our interest and we like intellectual conversations, things that use our mind. Think like puzzles. Um, it can be like physical puzzles or like games with puzzles or like mind puzzles. Think like Sudoku, Solitaire, um, like Match 3, any of those things that like involve our, our minds really focusing on something. But the downside of Mars and Gemini, and this is what we will have to watch because Mars will be in Gemini for seven months, is that we can go a little over the top with the, um, the Mars can make us want to not only say what's on our mind, but be a little aggressive about it. And that can mean we can bulldoze others. We can talk over the others. Um, we kind of will spew our words. We'll kind of react, um, quickly with our words and not really think about them, not really process our words before we say them. We really will speak without thinking. And then, you know, that can mean we stick our foot in our mouth or we've hurt someone else's feelings. Um, it can be just really messy. <laughs> we can also have a lot of scattered thinking where it's just a little harder to keep our minds focused. It's get a little distracted by shiny objects and we can also make impulse rash decisions without thinking things through again it's kind of like we're attracted to the shiny objects so that's something to watch out for um basically august 20th through mid-march of 2023 and finally i do want to do some brief horoscopes for you for leah season so Aries, you now want to stretch your legs and express yourself after sticking close to home and nesting. Creative adventures take precedence now and you're encouraged to follow your spontaneity when it comes to playing pleasure and creativity. Taurus, Leo season activates your fourth house of home and family. So you're gonna be looking at creating a safe nurturing nest to retreat to. Your desire to put down roots and feel a sense of belonging is really going to increase. And so now is a time to go inward and nourish yourself as well as others. Gemini, you know, Leo season is great for you because it's your third house. And so it really just goes hand in hand with your personality where you can make new connections. You can connect with old friends, network, collaborating with others are all on the table now for you. So it's also a good time to speak up and use your voice and share your message with others. Cancer for you, Leo season is all about security. What helps you feel safe and comfortable and what you really value, what's important to you, especially that heart space. If you set your mind to making a financial plan for the year ahead, you might find that it pays off later. Leo, this is your season, so you are gaining a clearer understanding of who you are as the sun is illuminating your inner rebirth, your first house. This clarity helps you take spontaneous action towards the new and exciting to carve out your path forward. 
Virgo. So for Leo season, you may actually feel like retreating from the world and spending time alone. And this is because it's activating your 12th house. And so you'll want to use this time to reflect on the year past, dream of the year ahead, and refill your energetic cup before Virgo season begins next month. Libra, for you, Leo season is all about shifting your focus to your community and your friends. So groups and gatherings are really important to you now, and you're just feeling more social and lighthearted. Scorpio, this is the best time of year for you to make moves in your career. Recognition and responsibility go hand in hand as the sun illuminates this part of your chart. Sagittarius, adventure is calling your name as you seek new experiences and more meaning in your life. So travel, education, learning new hobbies, and exploring your spirituality all attract your attention now and pretty much all of the time. Capricorn, so for you, Leo season is a period of transformation. You are getting a deeper sense of your personal power and themes around your sexuality and intimate relationships and shared resources are all coming up for you. And the next month is great for therapy or shadow work. Aquarius. So Leo season for you is all about collaborating with others. This could be both a personal or professional sense of collaboration. And you'll really want to cultivate a sense of partnership in your relationships and really be open about voicing your needs and declaring your boundaries. And Pisces. So Leo season for you is all about your daily routine and your work-life balance. This is really when you want to examine your routine and make sure you have some nourishing practices in place that really set the foundation for you so you can move forward with ease. So... I hope this was a helpful overview of Leo season. I know the astrology of this month coming up is really intense. If you would like a deeper breakdown of the astrology and what days to watch out for and you know which days are perhaps a little bit better of the days, I really encourage you to join me in the Cosmic Forecast Collective, which is my paid membership for astrological insights. And so you get monthly, weekly, and daily cosmic updates with some helpful soul care tips for me that um, can really help you tap into the energies of the astrology and know how to work with it so things flow a little bit better. And you can find the link to that in the show notes. Until next time. loved today's episode be sure to subscribe and leave me a rating or review in your favorite podcast app it'll help me create more episodes that you will love for more tools to help you find your own path with the guidance of the stars visit belladeluna.com